Welcome to Love Wild. I'm your host, Katie May, a soul embodiment coach, sacred activator, and healing facilitator. I'm here to build community and have badass conversations that lead you back to what loving wild and living free means to you. If that sounds like something you're into, let's dive in. Hello, hello, my dear ones. Welcome back to the Love Wild podcast. This is Katie May. I am your host, your guide, your support as we walk through this episode today. Welcome to the final days of 2023. I always find this space between Christmas and New Year's to be such a liminal space, such a breath, right? Like an invitation to a breath. However you choose to walk that path (laughs) is your choice, but For me, it feels like a breath. It feels like an exhale. It feels like a renewal of energy, of an invitation to rest, to cleanse, to really like clear some energy. And we also just had a full moon on the 26th. So what a perfect time to release, to really like reflect on this past year. And I wanted to just share today what we're going to be talking about is a little bit of a different spin on New Year's because I think some of you might have heard me talk about this before, but a few years ago, I really felt like New Year's and the rush to set resolutions and do all the planning and goals and like dive right in January 1st just really didn't feel aligned for me. It didn't feel like that was the time to be like really pushing into something new. And it felt counter right to the culture because the culture says, Oh, it's a new year, new you, new goals, like resolutions. Let's dive in. And so I sat with that for a little while, a couple of years and like kept trying to figure out like what, how to make this work for me. And, um, you know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I think if that's something that really, some people love it. And if that works for you, like keep doing that. But if you're like me and you feel like there's just something with your energy on January 1st or the first part of January that isn't ready to like set all these harder, like not harder, set these goals that like really kind of push you into a new energy and you need a little bit more time to like cocoon and rest and step back. This is for you. This episode's for you today because what I started to find is when I would just actually take a pause for even the first couple of weeks of January and just kind of like really sink into the rest to the void of winter and just like let myself slow down, let myself not have goals, let myself not force into something. It started to kind of unfold on its own. And what I now work with instead of the new year is seasons and cycles and I work with my own rhythms and I move with more of the astrological new year which actually starts um, in 
March with the equinox, with the spring equinox. Um, and some people use the Chinese New Year, which I think is more like in February. So the, the big point of this whole episode is there are no rules <laughs> for cultivating a meaningful year and what that means for you. So if you ride with New Year's and that feels good for you and like January 1st, you are ready to like shift into a new goal oriented energy, you run with that and you do that. If you feel like that's forcing or rushing or your energy just isn't in that flow at the time, maybe you try this. Maybe you try resting a little bit longer. Maybe you try planting seeds during that time, like daydreaming. It's a beautiful time to like dream, to vision, to write, to reflect, to journal, to have tea ceremony or cacao ceremony or um, do some practices with your own energy or your own journeying. So that is what the invitation to those of us who don't feel ready to jump right in January 1st, take a pause, take a break, take a reflection and let yourself really unwind and honor. I think that's the other piece. So often I feel like in this world, we're so conditioned and we're so trained to like keep going and to jump from like this to that and like move from this year to next year. Right. And like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Well, all, all is well, right. The world keeps turning, things keep moving forward. But I also feel like this call to like really honor, like, where have you been this year? What have you been like navigating in your life? Maybe even just taking like a month to month look, like starting in January last year and just like walk with yourself through your year and just acknowledge and honor what all you've walked through, right? Like, has it been moments of challenge? Has it been hard? Has it been beautiful? Have you had beautiful connections? Have you had beautiful events happen in your life? really marking that because the beautiful thing, our bodies remember that anyway, right? Whether we consciously mark and honor those moments, our bodies remember. And one of my beautiful friends and people that I look up to so much, Christy Bowman, um, she's the author of Theology of the Womb and a few other of her beautiful books, but she has this Theology of the Womb calendar, which is a way to kind of mark each month, if there's been significant things that have happened in your life to write them down and to really keep a, keep a record because our bodies remember those things. Our bodies remember when we go through loss and grief, our bodies remember when we have connection and joy and intimacy and pleasure. Right. And so often our minds don't, but our bodies do. So as we walk through each year, you know, I don't know if you're like this, but sometimes I will come upon certain mo like months or certain seasons, right? And I will feel like there's something kind of off or kind of like different than I expect going on. Like externally, it seems like everything's okay, but internally I feel restless or I feel grief or I feel something else coming up that doesn't match the outside world or what's going on in my life at the time. And 
what I've started really to understand is a lot of times it's, if I really go deeper in those moments, it's because my body is remembering something. My body is, is acknowledging something that happened during that time. Right. And when that happens, we kind of have two choices. We can just kind of continue to brush it under the rug. We can, you know, just move on, like basically be like, I don't know what that is and keep living. Right. Or we can kind of stop and take a pause and like, let our bodies inform us like of what it wants to say, of what messages might be coming through, of how it wants us to move into that deeper this time around. Because if we're talking about living life, I believe is not linear. Healing is definitely not linear. Grief is definitely not linear. So the only choice I feel like I have for myself is to walk that spiral when those things come up and go into a deeper version, a deeper experience, a deeper invitation with myself. But you get to choose for you. So just think about that as you're walking through your year, like first honor and reflect like what felt good about the year, what could have been different. How do I want to honor my own rhythms as I move into this new year, into this new energy, right? Because I believe every year has a different energy. Every year has a different blueprint, right? Every year has different lessons that it's here to teach us. So honor it and like look back and really see like where you've grown, where you've shown up. And maybe these aren't like big accolades or like external things. Like, you know, I think a lot of people you know, with reflecting on the year, it's like, oh, I want to look at my revenue for my business, or I want to look at all the awards I got, or, you know, all these more outward things, right? But don't forget, and that's beautiful, like honor the outward things. And don't forget the inward things. Don't forget the inner places where you maybe said no to something that you normally would have said yes to, or, you navigated a situation in a relationship differently this year than you would have in the past. Or maybe you took a leap of faith and you did something new or you went on an adventure or you deepened your relationship with your partner, right? Like there's so many little acts of magic that I call the magic in the mundane. And what I feel is really what makes our lives sacred, right? To me, what is sacred is, is really honoring like the humanity of us and the divinity, the magic and the mundane, the holy and the profane, right? Like, I think that's where my work has really taken me and all that I've learned and I'm learning and I'm sharing around like sacred living is this concept of of honoring and embodying all of it, right? Not cutting off parts of ourselves, parts of our experience and letting that come into our existence and like being that, being with that, right? And I think it's so important that we look at this from those little micro shifts because in my experience, the micro shifts, the small moments, the moments that you didn't want to show up, but you kept showing up. That is what matters. That is what cultivates a year of meaning. 
but it only becomes meaningful when we honor it, when we take the time to really see it and experience it and and speak it sometimes even like sharing that. And I think that's where my just infatuation with story comes from because I've learned in my own journey, like awareness and honoring it for myself is beautiful. And it's the first part of that. Like you have to be able to sit with it for yourself. And then there's also the piece of like, when you feel able and available to share it. And it doesn't mean you have to like come on a podcast and like blast it out to the world or like go live on Instagram and share it with whoever. But just even sharing something with your partner or having a conversation with a friend and sharing a deeper part of yourself, sharing something that you've learned is so powerful. Our stories are like medicine for us and for other people. And so honoring and embodying that is part of sharing your story. That is an act of sharing your story. So the next part of really cultivating a year of meaning is working with your own energy, activating your own energy, and really attuning your emotional body to feel the way you want to feel as you move through your world. And so one practice that I saw this week that I am going to sit with this week for myself that I wanted to share with you all is, you know, a lot of times with the new year, we write like what we want to do, right? What goals we want to accomplish, what we want to do, what, you know, what's on our list, what's on our resolutions. And I want to put a spin on that with this practice that I heard this week is how do you want to feel? Like, how do you want to really walk through your days in the next year? Because there's this very important concept that I learned a few years ago, and it's called be, do, have, right? And a lot of times, which I'll unpack in a minute, but a lot of times we want to do, and then we think by doing the things, we will become the thing and then we'll have whatever we're desiring, right? But it's actually the opposite. It's being that burst. It's embodying that energy. It's being first. And then from this place of being, doing, Because when we are embodying that energy, that feeling of who we are and want to be more of, because I believe we all have what we need, then we do the things that cultivate more and more of that feeling. And then naturally from that place of being and doing, we will manifest or we will have what we ultimately are visioning and desiring. So I want you to think about like, how do you want to feel in the coming year? What feels good? What feels pleasurable? What feels supportive? What feels nourishing? What feels nurturing to you? If you like could vision your, your most connected, aligned day of life, what would that look like? How would it feel to be in that energy, right? Like, Maybe you wake up and instead of reaching for your phone, you take a deep breath and 
really tune into your body first thing in the morning. Maybe asking your body, like, what does she need? What does he need? And then from there, you put your feet on the floor and you say a few words of gratitude for being able to get up and out of the bed and take a deep breath and move through your body. And then you move from there into a movement practice of just like bringing movement to your body and stretching your spine and allowing your body to waken on its own, like slow unfurling, right? You get the point. Like, can you like actually go into this with yourself? Like walk with yourself through your day and how do you want to feel? How do you want your interactions to feel with your partner, with your kids, with your coworkers, with your boss, with your parents, with the person you meet on the street, right? Like feel your way through that. And then think about, okay, if I'm feeling this, what brings on more and more of that energy? And then those are the things that you really start to do more of. So if you notice that you feel more energized after you exercise, then you're going to want to cultivate more time to exercise, right? It's not going to be this like, I need to exercise, I should exercise, or I need to lose weight or whatever. It's going to come from a place of this is who I am. This is who I be, right? Rather than by force. And I love this practice because another thing that's really been calling to me is pleasure over pressure. I think we've lived for so long for many of us in a construct of like, we need to, we need to, we should do things. We, we have to do things, right? There's this essence of like pressure of force. And what I want to really tune into and invite all of us to tune into is pleasure is how can we do things more from a place of pleasure, of want to, of full body. Yes. And if something doesn't feel pleasurable, not that we're always going to have like these happy, lovely moments, but like if we can choose and something doesn't feel aligned, doesn't feel pleasurable, doesn't feel like a yes, can we start to say no more? Can we start to say no and honor ourselves that that doesn't align with who we are and who we are becoming, right? So really honoring your energy, learning what takes away energy from you, what gives you energy and how you can also then clear your own energy so that you're not staying stuck in old energetic patterns. And so you're not also getting attached to other people's energies, because if you're anything like me and you're quite sensitive to the world, it's really easy to get other people's energies <laughs> embedded in your system. So it's really important that we learn ways to support our own energy, support our own emotions and really clear and cleanse our energies and our emotions. And we honor that journey for ourselves nearly daily. If you're out in the world and you're doing especially healing work or working with people closely, um, those are things that will need to be integrated into your daily practices because that's how sensitive it can be for you, especially if you are a more highly sensitive person. And then my last pillar that I share in this cultivating a year of meaning, which I'm going to invite us all into an opportunity to work with here in a moment is embodied living and really 
looking at what is cultivating your wildly sacred life look like and your wildly sacred life. Wildly sacred life is something that I'm really being called to share more about and how to walk a path of wildly sacred living. So stay tuned. Um, we're going to take a little break from the podcast here over the next few weeks. Um, but when I come back, I'm hoping there will be a new cover photo that will be more representative. I love my husband, but it's me now. (laughs) So new cover photo, maybe a new intro and more content around wildly sacred living. So stay tuned. But how do we cultivate our wildly sacred life? How do we make more strategy? Because this is where the, this is where the masculine the structure of the masculine and the feminine flow meet, right? Where we dream and we vision and we move and we flow with this energy, right? Where energy flows, right? Focus goes. And so focus and structure and strategy is beautiful. And that is the masculine. And when it's healthy masculine and when it can be supportive masculine energy for us, and I'm not talking about male energy, I'm talking about structure, that is where we can really start to create better habits, healthier habits, habits that actually support the way we want to be in the world, right? So we'll walk with this embodied living piece and how to actually call more of that energy in more of those activities, more of those tools, more of those connections, so that we can integrate and embody our most wildly sacred life. So if you're like, okay, but how, (laughs) how do we do this? How do we walk with this? I want more information. I want more support to transition into this practice for cultivating a year of meaning. I have a very beautiful offering coming up on Monday, January 15th, which is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Um, It is going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern time, and I'm going to drop the link in the show notes today. It is an included benefit of being a part of the Sacred Year Project. So if you are listening and you're already a member of that, this is part of your offerings inside the membership. But I'm also going to be opening this up outside of the membership if people want to just drop in for this one workshop. There is a way to sign up and register for that. And it's going to be such a beautiful time. It's a 90 minute workshop. We'll be walking with these three pillars of honoring, visioning, and embodying and moving through some beautiful soul journey practices, reflection practices, visioning practices, and then creating a beautiful blueprint of cultivating your own wildly sacred life. So If this struck a chord with you, if you want to learn more, please go to the link in the show notes or feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at embrace yourself whole. And I would love to answer any questions, but otherwise, if I don't see you on the 15th for our beautiful workshop, work with some of this on your own and just really breathe into what feels right for you right now. If the hustle and the rush and the pressure of new year's resolutions don't feel like a fit this year. I want you to honor that and try something different and really see where that takes you. Because in my own journey, it's opened up so many different pathways. It's opened up meeting new people, connecting with different people that I would have never met. It's created more love, more flow, more support, more abundance in my life. 
it's allowed me to not miss moments, to be more present, to be more um, attuned, right? Because when we are kind of training ourselves to see the magic in the mundane, we see more magic. We see and experience more magic. So those are some of the benefits of walking with these practices and doing this work is getting to really open up a whole new landscape, a whole new part of life, a whole new way of being for yourself. So I invite you into that if it feels like a fit for you. And otherwise, happy new year. Stay grounded in yourself, stay embodied in you and try not to get swept up in all of the other energies that don't feel aligned for you. And I will see you sometime in early 2024. We will be coming back with more episodes and more interviews and more beautiful shares in this beautiful community. So thank you so much for being here, sending you all so much love and blessings, my dears. Hello, dear ones. If you are loving these episodes, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're really loving these episodes, please share with a friend and connect with us at Love Wild Collective or at Embrace Yourself Whole. Thanks for listening.